How are we all tonight? That's good. Uh, thanks for all coming out tonight and um, just coming to sing praise unto his name. There's definitely some great singing. Um, I guess I'll first start off with just uh, my story. Um, just before I start, um, just when I'm talking about the sin and stuff I went through, just remember I'm not talking it to glorify the sin. It's just what God has brought me through. I do have to bring out some things to really understand what God has brought me through. And I just don't want to glorify the sin. I want to glorify God through my testimony. So just just please keep that in mind. Um, so as a lot of you, I actually did grow up in a Christian home. Um, but at a very young age, my parents started going through their own personal struggles and they decided to step away from church. And it wasn't until I think I was about uh, 9 or 10 years old. I oh know would have been 11 or 12 years old before they decided to go back to church. And when they first started going back to church, I really didn't want a bar of it. All it did was try and take me away from the sports I love to play and ride my bikes with my friends and just doing all the things that I really enjoyed doing. And um, <clears throat> this went on for a few years and stuff, and we started going to the Crystal Creek camps and stuff like that. Um, I guess I probably should put in that at age 10, I had very very particular friends at school that were, had the older brothers that were influencing in the very wrong way. So at age 10 um, I was introduced to alcohol and smoking and a couple other things that probably shouldn't have been into. Um, and then we moved schools and stuff and I got on to another friend and at age 14 I got introduced into marijuana. Um, but through this time through from 10 to 15 or so I was still going to church with mum and dad. Mum and dad had no idea what was going on obviously. Um, and was going to camps and the camps are such a blessed place they really are they take you away from everything for a week I didn't have any contact with my friends any contact from the world and when I was 15 um, I was in the little chapel at Crystal Creek and um, I think it was Daniel Chris was doing a message on sin and I knew I was doing the wrong thing the whole time I always knew what was wrong and right mum and dad always taught me what was wrong and right I always knew but I still wanted to do it anyway and I was just, I remember I was at the far back left hand side and I was just bawling my eyes out. I just couldn't believe it. I was so just ashamed of what I was doing and um, that day I did give my, give my life to the Lord and I'd love to say that my testimony ended there but it honestly didn't. Um, I went really well for a year. I really did. I was reading my Bible. I was doing everything that I was supposed to do but I never really told my school friends that I got saved. I never really built up that courage to be able to tell them that I was saved and through that time I never wasn't able to give up the drugs at that time. And the Lord was working on my heart and working on my heart and I just couldn't give them up and then it got to age 17 and my parents found out what I was doing and they said, Jeremy, I don't want to do this but you've got to stop this and live for the Lord or we can't have you living under our roof. And at that stage I had... Um, a female in my life and I wanted to stay with her and she was doing the wrong thing and so I made the decision to leave and um, probably the worst decision I've ever made in my life but I ended up couch hopping for a few months um, just jumping around jumping around still just just running from God God handed me over to my sin and I was running as fast as I could staying away from anyone that had anything to do with God I wanted to go as far away as I physically possibly could and that ended up leading me into um, my uncle's house and anyone, well, no, no one probably knows my Uncle Phil here but um, he is the furthest thing from God you could possibly get, he really is and he took me in and did everything that I wanted to do, I was still allowed to do whatever I wanted to do, I didn't have any restrictions, 
But that man was into so many evil things. And being on drugs, you're not in your own mind. You're really not. And after three months of living there, I was introduced to a drug called ice. And um, that grabbed a hold of me quicker than anything ever could. And um, while I was on ice, I started doing ice every day at the age of 18. So every day for two years, I was on ice. And through that time, I was living with a man that was trying to convince me that God was the God that my parents believed in wasn't the real God. So the whole time he was telling me that his God is the real God and my God is not the real God. And I knew it was wrong in the back of my mind, but in my mind, I'm getting to please my flesh. So if I entertain this man, I get what I want. So I entertained him to a certain point and it got to a point where things just got out of control. Um, my girlfriend at the time said, you've got to leave that house. So I left the house. Um, and then this went on. I was still on drugs, still partying every weekend for another year after that and it got to a point where my drug addicted friends looked me in the eyes and said you are worse than us you need to get off it I don't know that's a pot calling the kettle black but they looked at me and said that and I was like oh, okay whatever you say you know like you know and then um, my girlfriend at the time she just said you have to go home she's like I've called your parents and I want you to go home and I'm like well hang on a minute you called my parents what gives you the right to call my parents I wanted nothing to do with my parents through this time because I knew I was hurting my parents more than anything else. So I wanted nothing to do with my parents because I didn't want to hurt them any more than I could. And she's called my parents and told them how bad I was and I was just, I was angry. Um, I did not want to go home, but then she goes, just call your dad and talk to him. I want you to go home. I think it's the best thing for you. I don't think you're going to survive being in this world any longer. And so I rang my dad. He goes, I'm not letting you home unless you want to come home and change your life. And I said, Okay, I'll come home. And I'd like to say that it was an easy, easy experience to come back to the Lord through that time. But uh, my parents put up with relapse after relapse after relapse. Just just arguments after arguments, threats of kicking me out, and I had no choice. Um, and it got to a point where we went to Glen Weeks meeting in Faith Baptist Church. And we was, I was going through church this whole time. He said, if you're coming home, you're going to church. I'm like, that's fine. I understand. That's your belief. That's what you want me to do. And went to a Glen Weeks meeting, and I was convicted by it. I really was. I'm like, I know I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? So I went and spoke to Mr. Glen Weeks, and he said, the only way you're going to know what God wants you to do is to read the Bible. And so, hi, my name's Jeremy, so I started in Jeremiah. And so I was reading a chapter a day. And on the third day, I got to chapter 3. And I'll never, never, ever forget this moment because it's just something that's always stuck in my heart. You can turn there if you want to. So Jeremiah 3 verse 1 says, They say if a man put away his wife, and she go from him, and become another man's, shall he return unto her again? Shall not that land be greatly polluted? But thou hast played the harlot with many lovers, yet return again to me, saith the Lord. I read that verse and it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Because through the time of getting clean, I still was just on the, just started getting clean at the time that I spoke to my brother in weeks, and through that time, the Lord was working on my heart every day. And I'm, but what was keeping me away is I lived with a Satan worshipping person. 
I was on drugs. I did so many wrong things through that time while I was on drugs. And um, my idea was, why would God want me back? I've abandoned God to go do what I want to do in the flesh. And I read this, and I just I read it three times in a row because I just I just didn't believe what God was saying through this verse. That doesn't matter that I've gone and played the harlot with other gods. Come unto me again. And I was with a girl that cheated on me numerous times, so I knew the pain of what that felt like, and that's what I did to God. And I think that's why it resonated with me. And um, after that day, I just kept reading my Bible, kept reading my Bible, and just kept growing and growing in the Lord. And um, I ended up giving up drugs, gave up smoking, I've given up every addiction that I could possibly think of. And the Lord has just brought me out of things that I could not imagine. And the Lord is just so gracious and so amazing and what he's done for me. And the last four years of just, I look back on my life and I just can't, I just can't believe it. I mean, I look back on my life, where I come from to where I am now, and I'm standing up here talking to you people. <laughs> There's no greater God. There really isn't.